Hello, and welcome to Childless Not By Choice. This podcast was created for and about the Childless Not By Choice community on a global level. Before we get started, I would like to thank my sponsors and supporters. Thank you, Morgan Air Conditioning, Sales, Service, and Installation, serving Tampa, Florida, and the surrounding areas. Morgan Air Conditioning can be reached by calling 813-500-7765. That's 813-500-7765. Or their web address is www.morganair.net. That's www.morganair.net. Along with a stellar business reputation in the Tampa, Florida area, Morgan Air Conditioning is also known and well-received for giving back to the community, whether it is back-to-school drives or donating services to the less fortunate. Thank you, Morgan Air Conditioning, for recognizing the vision of Childless Not By Choice and being a part of it. Next, I would like to thank Alba Digital Media for creating my website, www.childlessnotbychoice.net, that's www.childlessnotbychoice.net and for producing this podcast. Alba Digital Media's clients include those who need website building and maintenance, as well as those like myself who require professional podcast editing. Their client base reflects many industries and levels of needs for professional assistance. To contact Alba Digital Media for your web building and podcast production needs, visit www.albadigitalmedia.com. That's www.albadigitalmedia.com. Thank you, Alba Digital Media, for making me look good and sound good. Finally, I would like to thank Devoted, the musical duo who created my theme music. Thank you, Devoted, for your beautiful music. Devoted has had the opportunity to sing and play in many countries. To contact Devoted for your music needs, visit devotedministries at gmail.com. That's devotedministries at gmail.com. And if you would like to become a one-time or ongoing sponsor, or if you would like to become a patron of Childless Not By Choice, please contact me at sevilla at sevillamorgan.com. That's Sevilla at SevillaMorgan.com for details. Now, on to the show. Well, hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Childless Not By Choice, where my mission is to recognize and speak to the broken hearts of childless not by choice women and men around the world. Sevilla Morgan here. I am spreading the great news that we can live a joyful, relevant and fulfilled life, although we could not, did not have the children we so wanted. Well, as we continue on here with episode 89, I would like to stop a moment and thank my Patreon contributor. Patreon contributors are those who have taken an interest in my platform, whether they fit the childless not by choice demographic or not. They have decided to contribute a certain dollar amount on a regular basis, typically monthly, to help fund my dream of creating awareness and conversation for the childless not-by-choice community globally. 
click the Patreon link below and uh, become a patron. And that link is in the show notes. Thank you, Jordan Morgan, for your patronage. It is truly appreciated. And remember, if you are not a member of the community yet, why not? We are doing some fresh new things over there. I have some special recordings that will only be heard in the community. There are three over there right now. And um, there are more coming as things come to me that I think you want to hear. But they are going to be based on a more laid back version of Sevilla. (laughs) So I just wanted to take the opportunity for the community members to hear me in a different way. The podcast will still be here. The episodes will still be here twice a month, second and fourth Monday of every month. But I really wanted to do something different and and put it in the community only. So that's the only way you're going to hear these recordings. They're called Conversations in the Community. And so become a member if you are a woman, childless, not by choice, and join the community, join the seven different conversations and the multiple forums that are going on over there right now, and go into the conversations in the community um, group, and you'll be able to hear the recordings as they are added. Okay? Well, I've done episodes on various types of infertility disease states, such as endometriosis, adenomyosis, aka adenomyosis, uh, PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, MRKH, fibroids, to name a few. And uh, in the case of these diagnoses, you have just that, a diagnosis. Indeed, you have the proof that comes along with or proves the diagnosis. You've got the scar tissue for endometriosis, um, the constant not taking a baby to term in miscarriage, the cysts, the tumors or fibroids, the ugly proof, truth, as I call it, is there constantly. The side effects are there and the surgery suggestions that come with some of those uh, diagnoses, they're all there. But what about when no one knows why you are not getting pregnant? Well, back in April, I believe it was April, I received this note from a listener. She says, while listening to your PCOS segment, I wondered if you have ever done an unexplained infertility segment. If you haven't, I would like to ask you to think about doing one because it is something that isn't talked about often enough. I have unexplained fertility, and I think she meant infertility, and I feel it is the greatest struggle of my life. It is a mystery disease that makes doctors shrug as there is no cure if there is no disease other than lack of pregnancy. I am currently fighting it by following a strict keto diet of low-carb, high-fiber vegetables, no sugars or processed carbs, and fatty meats. I listen to your podcasts while at the gym because they make me feel less alone and that you are fighting my disease with me. Thank you for your time, Diana. So, Diana, I am doing this episode for you and all of the women and couples out there who have unexplained uh, infertility. Thanks for writing in. This is this is what I'm talking about, guys. If there's something you want me to talk about, research and um, get the word out on what I found out, is, which is basically what 
the episode is. It's my doing the research on the topic or the issue and getting the word out to you because not everyone likes research or um, wants to do the research. And a lot of people depend on the doctors and that's fine. They, they went to school for a long time, but I love research. And so I did some research on unexplained infertility. And as you may guess, well, there's not a whole ton of stuff that we even want to deal with on a podcast episode, because we're basically probably going to be dealing with um, papers, you know, medical papers, journal, medical journal papers, and a bunch of mumbo jumbo words that we can't explain as people try to figure out, doctors, I should say, and scientists most likely try to figure out what in the world is going on. Why is this unexplained infertility thing happening? And what's it all about? But what I did find out, I am willing and happy to share with you, and maybe it'll be an eye-opener for someone. So let's talk about unexplained infertility. And once again, welcome to episode 89. So according to a CDC article, the Centers for Disease Control, article on womenshealth.gov, Infertility means not being able to get pregnant after one year of trying or six months of trying if the woman is 35 or older. Women who can get pregnant but are unable to stay pregnant may also be infertile. About 10% of women, 6.1% in the United States age 15 to 44, have difficulty getting pregnant or staying pregnant. Let me pause here and many of you will know why. I do not understand why a 15-year-old, a 16-year-old, a 17-year-old, an 18-year-old is included in this research data as having difficulty getting pregnant. But I digress. But I have to say it every time. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Why is that the age range? Why, why is a 15-year-old trying to get pregnant? Anyway... That's that's me saying um, saying what I've always said whenever I see this age range of 15 to 44. It makes me nuts. Anyway, let's continue on. So that's the CDC um, article on womenshealth.gov. And according to advancedfertility.com, uh, they say the likelihood of a diagnosis of unexplained infertility is increased substantially in women 35 and over, and greatly increased in women over 38, age 38. The reason for this is that there are more likely to be egg quantity and quality problems as women age. Since we do not have a quote-unquote standard category called egg factor for infertility, these couples sometimes get lumped into the unexplained infertility category. Most women over 40 who try to get pregnant will have difficulty and fertility over age 44 is rare, even in women who are ovulating regularly every month. The point is that the older the female partner, the more likely that there is an egg-related issue causing the fertility problem. Unfortunately, there is currently no specific test for quote-unquote egg quality, unquote. I did not know that there was not a test for egg quality. I 
just thought there was. I thought it would be a simple test to just see what the quality of the eggs were. But I guess maybe they're working on finding a way to figure that out. But uh, yeah, that was news to me. Also mentioned on the same website, uh, they say the duration of infertility is important. The longer the infertility, the less likely the couple is to conceive on their own. After five years of infertility, a couple with unexplained infertility has less than a 10% chance for success on their own. One study showed that for couples with unexplained infertility and over three years of trying on their own, the cumulative pregnancy rate after 24 months of attempting conception without any treatment was 28%. And this number was found to be reduced by 10% for each year that the female is over age 31, unquote. And um, they referenced their content, their data, from uh, F.A. Collins and T.C. Rowe, Fertility and Sterility, 1989. So, yeah, those are the numbers. According to VeryWellFamily.com, I found the following quite interesting, and I would strongly suggest you check out the site. But listen to this. They seem to believe there is a fundamental difference between two terms that seem to be used interchangeably. I've been using them interchangeably. Unexplained infertility and idiopathic female or male fertility. So I've always thought that unexplained infertility and idiopathic infertility were the same thing and could be interchanged. But they say it is important to clarify that unexplained infertility is not the same as idiopathic female or male infertility. Idiopathic means unexplained. But when a doctor talks about idiopathic male infertility, for example, they have already determined the man is infertile. His semen analysis results were not normal. Why are the semen analysis results not normal? That may not be known. If the doctor can't determine the cause, they may say he has idiopathic male infertility. Idiopathic female infertility may occur when a woman isn't ovulating regularly or normally, but it's unclear why ovulation isn't happening when it should. In both of the examples above, it's known why the couple can't conceive, she isn't ovulating, or his semen isn't in the fertile range. With unexplained infertility, the eggs are coming, the sperm is fine, but the couple isn't getting pregnant. So, I learned something big with this. I had no idea. Um, so, that's the bottom line with regards to the term or terms. Unexplained infertility and idiopathic infertility. But as I researched whichever term you want to use, I will just use the term unexplained infertility to keep everything simple. I started reading about secondary diseases that can cause infertility or add to it, like celiac disease, for instance. So I put a link in the, um, to the article that I found in the show notes. 
So my point is for bringing that up, because I'm not going to go into delve into celiac disease or any other diseases, because that's not what this episode is about. It's simply about unexplained and now idiopathic infertility. But I, I would strongly suggest that you do some checking if you believe you have something else going on that may be contributing to your infertility. So if you are dealing with any other disease or think you may be, it may be a great idea to speak to your doctor uh, about the possibility of a um, secondary disease interfering with your fertility and see about getting some tests done on that particular disease. And remember to get a second opinion. If you've been listening for any amount of time, you know how I feel about second opinions. They are just as important as first opinions. So, Let me touch on the celiac disease for a second, though. The issue of celiac disease also came up in my research um, in a post written on for HuffPost by Heather Human, H-U-H-M-A-N. So I put that article in the show notes as well. I've got tons of articles in the show notes for this episode. I am not going again into detail on celiac disease here. Um, I strongly suggest that you check into it if you do have that disease, that issue, or like I said, any other issue that you may be dealing with. And so that you're not spinning your wheels, trying to figure out what's going on, what's happening, when you may have something else going on. I'm not trying to build false hope here. I'm just saying, check everything. Um, Check into everything, especially if you are aware that you have some other disease issue going on, maybe something in uh, genetically, um, that may be passed down from parents, grandparents, whatever. So it's just a thought. Again, I'm not trying to build false hope, but it's good to check everything before you say, okay, that's it, I'm done. Make sure that you've you've reviewed every avenue and aspect that you can without making yourself crazy. And um, you don't want to 10 years from now say, wow, I wish I'd thought about that. Just um, check everything. And um, just just be confident in your final decision if your decision is to stop trying, uh, stop the IVF treatment, stop whatever it is that you're, you know, you're doing, uh, and then make the decision to continue on as a couple without children, because that's what a lot of couples are doing. So there's nothing wrong with that. But um you know, you don't want to have any regrets about your decision. And if you are a couple, it's always best, of course, to be on the same page with your decision. But um, also, you know, consider what the other person in in the uh, the marriage is is feeling or thinking or doing. Always try to be on the same page and and, and talk to each other, and um, try to make sure you understand where each each other is coming from and. No one to say when, but uh, make sure you've done your your research, your proper research. So anyway, I put Heather Human's um, article in the show notes. But a few other things that I found out that I wanted to touch on before we wrap up here, because I'm not going to extend the episode just to extend it. If if it's short, it's just going to be short because that's what I found out about infertility, idiopathic, um, infertility 
infertility or unexplained infertility. What I found out is what I found out. It's what I've reviewed with you. Um, I hope, again, that it was an eye-opener, but I'm not going to um, fluff up the episode. It's a, it's a big no-no in podcast land, and of course it makes absolute sense. Why add to something if there's nothing to add? And I, I mentioned in the beginning, there's really not a whole lot to say because there's not a whole lot of knowledge as to what's what's happening. Why why aren't you getting pregnant if if you've both been checked and you're both fine? It's not like um maybe the male partner has issues with the semen or the female partner is not ovulating regularly. If you are both fine, you've been checked and still nothing is happening, then, you know, that's what they're saying. That's what this unexplained is all about. It's truly unexplained. So I do wish you guys the best, those of you who are still trying, trying to figure out what's going on and um, doing your research. I hope, again, this is added to that. But I wanted to leave you with a couple other things. I really hope <laughs> that you don't think I'm being, um, you know, weird, but I, I think there's something to this. Uh, one of the things I found out was that not enough water, not, en- not enough um, drinking water, or drinking too many unhealthy beverages like soda, coffee, alcohol can lead to dehydration and negatively affect your fertility. And that's just something I found on on Google. That's not any that's um that's something that uh I'm going to just leave there. You can do some more research on that if you'd like. And another thing that um, I saw that I found interesting was ginger. Ginger is an incredible food, they say, that reduces inflammatory responses in the body, which is good for fertility, and encourages healthy, gentle detoxification, which again is good for fertility. It also helps in overall digestion, which increases your ability to nourish yourself. So I think we probably know about ginger on some level, even if it's just ginger ale when you have an upset stomach. But um, ginger is good for a lot of things, and I I use it regularly. And we know that some, some um, countries, they use ginger in everything, in all of their food. And um, so it's a really good uh, food source. And um, just look for recipes to use it. I just add it to water. Just make sure that it's good for you that way because a lot of people add, for instance, lemon to water and that totally upsets my stomach. I can't handle it. So just make sure you do what's good for you and what's right for you because we're all different. Ginger doesn't seem to bother me that way. It may you because, um, like I said, everybody's different. So those are the two things that really um, piqued my interest. And then there were other suggestions on foods and herbs and and nutrition in general, but I am not a nutritionist. I'm not a clinician. So again, I will let you do the research on that and um, see what what you come up with, what works for you. Uh, yeah, I didn't want to get bogged down in sounding like I'm suggesting a cure for infertility because I'm not. No one has found a cure yet. So again, I hope that this helped. This little bit of information helped. And and there are so many links in the show notes. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven links in the show notes in reference to what I did for research. And I was not going to put 
um, a link to any news story, but oh my goodness, I came up with this this news story about a place in Kenya where if a woman cannot have children, um, what she does, and it's apparently legal there. So I'll put that um, link in the show notes so you can check out that news story as well. And if you come up with any news stories that you think we should read on the platform, of course, send them in to me. I do have um, Google set up to send me news stories whenever something comes in on childlessness globally. And that's where I get all these articles from. But if you come up with something that you think we would want to read, send it in. And um, I'll give you a shout out and I'll add it to the show notes of a future episode. Okay, so thanks again for listening. Uh, It is appreciated. Until next time, have a great one. Bye.